morning. The last song we sang was very fitting. Either one of them would have been. When peace like a river, is it well with our soul today? Or uh, the other one was peace, perfect peace. I thought I might just read that a little bit here. That's what I'm going to talk about. Peace or being still. Peace, perfect peace in this dark world of sin. The blood of Jesus whispers peace within. Peace, perfect peace, by thronging duties pressed. To do the will of Jesus, this is rest. Peace, perfect peace, with sorrows surging round. On Jesus' bosom, naught but calm is found. Peace, perfect peace, with loved ones far away. In Jesus' keeping, we are safe and they. Peace, perfect peace, our future all unknown. Jesus, we know and he is on the throne. Peace, perfect peace, death shattering us and ours. Jesus has vanquished death and all its powers. It is enough, or struggle soon shall cease, and Jesus call us to heaven's perfect peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your son and the peace we can have with you through his blood and the amazing work that he did on the cross for us, that we can have a relationship with you. I pray you bless the service, you um, bless your word as it goes forth, help me to um, know what to say and that it would be you speaking through me. I pray you bless the remainder of our service, I pray uh, help us to be still and to hear your uh, still small voice. I pray all in your name, amen. <clears throat> The sermon comes from a, oh, it would be a little, not last, not this last week, but the week before. I was uh, very sick, and I had lots to do, and Tuesday, I came down with a stomach, I, I don't know, I think it was food poisoning, but I don't know, but it was very unpeaceful, that's for sure, but, um, and especially the feeling of having lots to do my whole week was scheduled out and then I just couldn't do anything and it was that I don't know what you want to say churning in me just wanting to get up and just do something but physically being unable to and I had lots of time just to sit around and think and read and I didn't do a whole lot of reading but I did some and one of the things that stood out to me I was reading a little storybook to Selena and it was about storybook about Jesus and it had this little scene in there where Jesus calms the storm in the boat and the part that stood out was me the was the peace be still excuse me and I guess that little storybook spoke to my heart am I at peace and am I being still um, or am I just busy with the things of life going on have lots to do and not 
not being at peace and being still so I can hear God's voice. So uh, if you want to turn to Psalm 46, just one verse there, verse 10. Actually, I might read a little bit beforehand. Uh, Start at verse 9. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. So peace, the definition is freedom from disturbance or tranquility. Uh, or calm, calmness, quiet, quietness, silence, hush, noiselessness, stillness, or to be still. <clears throat> the scripture has plenty to say about being at peace or being still. Um, I thought it was one another way to say this uh, verse in chapter 46 of Psalms is, uh, be at peace and know that I am God, instead of be still, because they're kind of interchangeable. So I want to look at a kind of three, I believe it's three, three kind of broken down to three different parts. Um, the first one we're going to look at is at the opposite side of peace, which would be unrest and anxiety and where it comes from. A disquiet within when troubles are without flows from a love of the world. Philippians 4.11 says, For I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. A worldly man in time of external troubles cannot be content with his lot or condition or where he's at in life. Um, If we love the world, it's in direct opposition to the peace of God because the the world is unrestful and unpeaceful and if we love the world um, God's peace cannot rest in us <clears throat> and uh, another one is it flows unrest or anxiety or not being not being at peace flows from a lack of acquaintance with God um, in Job 22 21 and 23 21 through 23. I think it's Elihu, I forget. But um, he says, Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray, thee the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacle. He says, Acquaint thyself with him. Are we getting acquainted with God, do we spend time with him? Are we at peace and at rest in knowing him? It says, uh, receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thine heart. Are we laying up his words in our heart? Are we receiving his law? Are we applying it to our lives? And that will, and that acquaintance with God and getting to know him will bring about peace. So unrest or anxiety flows from a lack of acquaintance with God. Um, it also flows from unbelief. <clears throat> uh, Mark 
This is the story of Jesus in the boat, and it says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. <clears throat> and he said unto them, why, were ye, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? <clears throat> the disciples didn't have faith, and they weren't at peace or rest in Jesus' presence. Um, are we the same way? Are we unbelieving, and um, therefore we don't have peace or rest? What would you or I have done in a circumstance like this? I've never been out on a boat in a, well, I shouldn't say, never been out on a boat in a, this bad of a storm, it doesn't sound like. I never was fearful for my life. Um, but I can imagine in a situation like that, it would be hard to have peace. Um, it says the ship was full. They were fishermen, and they had been out on sea a lot, and I assume they knew this was pretty bad. <clears throat> and they were fearful. But God said, why were you... Christ said, why were ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Do, do you or I respond in faith, knowing that God will take care of us, no matter what the outcome? <clears throat> or do we doubt and wonder if God knows what he's doing or what's going on? Or maybe strive to take care of the problem in our own strength. Maybe they should have grabbed buckets and started bailing water before. I don't know, maybe they already had been doing that. The disciples were so unrestful and unpeaceful because they had not faith. <clears throat> uh, the fourth point I had into this unrest and anxiety is overmuch haste, rashness, and busyness is where unrest and anxiety come from. When we're not at peace, we tend to make hasty decisions um, and rash judgments. And when we're not at rest in Christ and in the peace that he gives, we don't want to wait on God for answers. <clears throat> and so we, we hurry on and don't stop and take time for God and for the answers that he wants to give us. Maybe they aren't the answers we necessarily want, but um, if we're not at rest, um, we tend to rashness and busyness and being hurried on and making wrong decisions. So, uh, in light of looking at those points, um, let's kind of take apart the verse there and back in Psalm 46 um, and look at what the verse would forbid us to do. says, be still and know that I am God. That's the part I kind of want to focus on. <clears throat> so just by reading that, we see that God forbids us to have an inward disquietness or despondency <clears throat> or anxiety over worldly things. Uh not sure what reference this is. I didn't write it down, I guess. It says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? 
Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. If we're not at peace and at rest in God or in, in Christ Jesus, um, we lose our hope. We aren't looking to him and without him we have no hope. So it's easy to be um, disquieted, our hearts to be disquieted and worked up. And also that lends itself to despondency, falling into discouragement or dis- depression or despondency. Uh, This verse also forbids us from quarreling with God. Some might say, I would never do that. Sounds pretty drastic. Or pretty blatant. But what is it when we murmur? We are saying that we know better than God. Think of the children of Israel as they traveled through uh, the wilderness. They murmured much. And basically they were telling God... They were arguing with God and telling him they knew better and they could, they could have done it better. When we do that, we, don't, we aren't believing that all things work together for good. We're not believing the promises of God's word. <clears throat> we're not at peace. Uh, we're not at peace with where God has us at at that moment. And we tend to want to try and tell God how to how it should be. <clears throat> it also forbids us fretting because of evildoers. <clears throat> in Psalm 37, it says, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Beware of envying the wicked. Though all may appear to be well with them, and they're prospering, and things are going well, we know that their end is described destruction and if you really dig down deep they really have no peace they're just kind of uh, putting things over it and um, can I say stuffing it down finding um, can I say uh, sensual pleasures of this world to just make happiness and not have peace but when that's gone they don't have either I think the part that stood out to me is the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. When we're humble and seek God and delight our, we'll delight ourselves in the abundance of peace, a lot of peace. <clears throat> now, uh, let's look at what this verse requires us to do. <clears throat> One, it requires us to have a fixedness of mind and staidness of heart. I want to turn to, I actually have it right down here. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. God's strength is everlasting. He's the same 
yesterday, today, and forever. And when our minds and our hearts are stayed on him and our focus is fixed on him, we can have perfect peace. I think we would do well to pray often that our minds and hearts would be fixed on Christ. Secondly, um, we need a composure of spirit. Having a composed spirit while the storms rage and the wind winds blow takes submission. <clears throat> if I can think of many people I've met that aren't composed in spirit, it's kind of like, you know, whatever comes in just rattles them and they're just kind of rushing around and they aren't composed and quiet. And I think part of that, or I think a lot of that has to do with being under submission, being willing to follow, being willing to take orders as it were um, when we're submitted to God and his w- will we have control over our emotions and feelings we don't let all those just run rampant with us here's a quote it says submission is taking well the providential dispensation of God because he alone has done it if we cannot see through them meaning trials or things like that we hope in God to bring good out of them I believe that submission is a very key thing to peace when we're under submission we can be at peace if we're not under submission um, it just brings up turmoil and we have to make decisions when we have when we're under submission especially God's submission we have a direction we have a um, we have his leading and we can read uh, even, and so when we're under submission, I think a, one of the amazing testimonies to that is we can, as Christians, we can rejoice in persecution or trials. If you look at uh, his, church history or things like that, when, I mean, I don't think the saints in times past would have been rejoicing in persecution if they weren't submitted to the will of God or in submission and even in their practical daily lives. <clears throat> In Ephesians 4.14, it says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by sleight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay and wait to deceive. When we have that composure of spirit and we're under submission, we're not just battered around with whatever comes up next. Uh, This verse also requires a quiet, patient waiting on God. This is an area that spoke to my life a lot. Um, Just that taking time to be quiet and still before God and and wait on him. He that has submission has need of much patience. We need patience when we're under submission. We can't just be running to and fro and trying to figure out the next thing. We just need to be patient and wait. We can look back on our lives and see that God has done all things well, but it takes patience to wait on God for the things ahead that are to come that we might not understand either. And if we have patience, we can have peace. Psalm 27, 14, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord.
Also in this text, we see that God is still God. It says, be still and know that I am God. Like I said earlier, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. Therefore, since he is not unchanging, we can have rest knowing that his promises are sure. And we can believe his promises and find rest and peace in him because he says he cares for us. <clears throat> Matthew uh, 6, 25. I turn there. Matthew 6, 25 through 33. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat in the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field which, is, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things the Gentiles seek... For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. <clears throat> God is still God, and this verse still applies to us today. We need to be at rest, not be consumed with what's going on around us or world events or our finances or business or housekeeping or anything like that. We need to wait on God and seek his kingdom first and he will bring a peace and a quietness to our hearts. <clears throat> so I guess in uh, closing I wanted to read some scriptures that uh, stood out to me about peace. Um, in Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then in 1 Corinthians 4, 14, 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. John sixteen thirty three, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. <clears throat> Ephesians 2.14 For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. 
Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The thing that kind of stood out to me in all those was it's all about Jesus and knowing him. <clears throat> That's how we can have true peace and true quietness in our hearts.